Ingram Smith here with the Nolcast Instant Reaction Podcast. Want to start this by mentioning our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, For the Table Restaurant Group, Resolution Home Loans, and Travis Johnson of Metter and Johnson Law Firm. Travis can be reached at 850-435-9919. Okay, so that was uh, that was quite the game there and quite the roller coaster. Florida State ends up victorious 35-24. A game that had it all, and a game that was truly a microcosm of the uh, of the season as a whole, and had a lot of familiar patterns and emotional swings that uh, had been reflected in some of the games prior. <clears throat> I think the story of this game is kind of two sets of plays and uh, two groupings of two sets of plays. So. Florida State jumps out to a nice uh, 21-0 lead, plays a really uh, almost flawless first quarter. Uh, Defense goes three and out. Uh, Excuse me, the Florida State offense goes three and out. The defense immediately gets a three and out. And from there, the offense uh, catches its feet and performs uh, to some of the highs that, uh, that we've kind of become accustomed to with the first quarter and the first half of this offense. James Blackman looked okay on the day. Made some good decisions. It appeared to improve and uh, still at times hold the held the ball too long, but uh, on the whole was better about getting the ball out and making more kind of assured, immediate decisions with what to do. And Alex Hornibrook had a nice day. Uh, had a nice day that's going to be always nice to start your uh, your career anywhere throwing a touchdown, and that's exactly what uh, Hornibrook did with Keyshawn Hilton. Uh, but still, a really impressive day, uh, really from both quarterbacks. Uh, Hornerbrook's fifteen to twenty on the day for two fifty-five. Blackman's eleven to fourteen for one twenty-seven, which meant uh, yeah, Florida State got eleven point two five yards per pass, which is a pretty nice number. Uh, didn't turn the ball over. All in all, a nice day for your quarterbacks, James. Um, suffered an injury, and that was very much one of the coupling of plays that I referenced earlier, uh, where Blackman suffers an injury that very much looks like it is one of uh, significance and one that uh, could impact how much he's able to play, at least in the immediate moments following the injury. Uh, James is a very well-liked individual, carries the uh, seed that's been sowed on his chest for a reason, and uh, Hey, look, that's impossible not to have an impact on his teammates. I think it's five or six plays later, Jaden Lawrence Woodby goes down with a very nasty-looking knee injury, um, whereas James was um, seen doing some things that are maybe indicative of an injury not being quite as severe as we first feared. Uh, Lawrence Woodby would appear to uh, maybe confirmed what uh, the initial replay showed. He's uh, been in a wheelchair and looks to uh, have suffered a pretty significant knee injury uh, that we'll wait further information on. So you pair that, and you pair those series of plays, and then you pair watching Florida State uh, continue on a slide that saw Louisville scored 24 uninsured points, and uh, really kind of the lows of the lows, I think, probably went through everybody's head about this season, about where the program was going, about the future of the coaching staff, about the general 
fan base and direction uh, as to your general level of support. I think it would be naive not to note that you had a 36-year low in attendance, and uh, I think the announced attendance was 45,000, maybe 45,600. Yikes, that that is a hell of a fall-off, and uh, it's a damn good thing you won that game as far as stuff like that goes. So, yeah, it's certainly a low point in attendance, but you saw something that you hadn't seen out of the team as far as uh, a little bit of resilience, and you also paired it with some some luck, and also it's really worth pointing out that Louisville has somehow managed to uh, situationally mismanage games uh, two years in a row against Florida State. And for a program that's pretty good at mismanaging games, for Louisville to uh, kind of outmaneuver Florida State when it comes to to those grounds is, uh, is quite a statement. But Louisville turned into its own worst enemy, and um, the other two uh, kind of groupings of plays that I reference is uh, Cyrus Fagan gets an interception that Florida State needed in a way that's hard to almost even describe you have a play that uh, credit to DJ Matthews. He goes up, makes a massive reception on a, I think either a second and twenty-two or a second and twenty-four. Uh, Florida State gets a first down, and the next play is a sixty-one yard touchdown to Tamarian Terry. And uh, what is can only be described as like the most blown coverage of of all blown coverages you're ever going to see. So, if you're Florida State in general, this is a nice win. Uh, the defense has had a, I think uh, you could say fairly confident, a, a pretty significant uptick over the past uh, two weeks. It appears to be uh, rapidly increasing its general level of competency. And I don't say that sarcastic or dismissively. That's it's exactly where they're going. They are at least doing the fundamental aspects of what's required to play defense. And some of the coverage aspects are uh, getting a little bit better. Florida State has some real flaws still. Uh, the ease with which the wheel route uh, breaks this defense down, particularly some of its uh, base stuff with what it does in the secondary and how effective a, a wheel route can be is exceptionally troubling. I don't want to nitpick, but I'm somewhat disturbed that like if If a player can't go at the beginning of the game, I don't know that he should necessarily play, uh, and obviously situations and injuries dictated things, but um, if somebody isn't healthy enough, and I'm referencing Homs and National Dean here, uh, at time of kickoff, a little bit hesitant to see the need to find him in the game later on, Uh, but Florida State's got some things to clean up on defense, but still uh, a really significant uptick in what they've been doing. I think... uh, for the goals, we asked that Florida State try to hold Louisville at 5.5 per play, and uh, math has uh, not been my strong point for a long time, but if I did it correctly, Louisville averaged 5.46, so credit to the defense there. Uh, did a really good job of limiting uh, a pretty decent run game uh, all day. Had some holes in it in the third quarter, uh, but for the most part, uh, the defensive line played a really good game. Um the front three of kind of finding themselves. Cooper continues to emerge as a player. Uh, Durden, enjoy him. Probably his last year, as we've talked about for a while. And Marvin Wilson is um, 
you know, enjoy 21 and enjoy three because those are simply, uh, you know, higher echelon talent that is not otherwise kind of found on this roster. But uh, Wilson continued to have a good game, and I'd be remiss if I didn't comment on what you got out of 11 today. Uh, man, credit credit to Robinson. He was a really, really impressive game uh, turned in from the Panama City native who was uh, as good as I've ever seen him play. The first half in particular, I thought he might have been the better, uh, one of the better, if not the best defensive player on the field. Uh, so Janorius Robinson... Good on you. A really nice day, and a, a pretty nice day for some of the younger linebackers. It certainly have their flaws, and yeah, when you get out there and you're playing a true freshman, sometimes he's going to tackle air on third and sixteen when the core when a quarterback's scrambling, and there's going to be mistakes. But uh, I like a lot out of what I see out of some of the younger linebackers. And forty-two, the ability to kind of diagnose and pull the pen in a manner that I haven't seen too many other linebackers on this roster do. And I'm not saying it's perfect, uh, but that is a guy who makes the fundamental equation of trying to diagnose what the defense is doing and trying to either attack an individual or an area uh, in a process that's significantly faster than most of the guys that are on on the roster at the linebacker position. I would expect him to continue to get playing time 35, I thought, had a better game. Five, we'll have to see. Uh, Not as many snaps for five. Uh, Josh Brown, at times, had some nice moments. And uh, Amari Gaynor, again, raw, but some nice things to work with at that position. Uh, Secondary, hey, look, if we're going to uh, bemoan teams having long, continued drives, then what happened with Samuels, Asante Samuels, is, is going to happen. I think we have to acknowledge that, realize that that's kind of part of what we're asking for. And you make a kid who's not a great thrower of the ball, make a a pretty darn good throw. Uh, Samuels is an undersized guy who's exceptionally aggressive, and that's what allows him to be a pretty good cornerback. He made an aggressive play trying to uh, undercut that pass, and quarterback put it within a window that that quarterback's not going to put uh, in too many other windows. So give him credit for that one. And I'd also give him credit for their first touchdown pass. That's kind of what we're talking about. Make quarterbacks make good throws to beat you. Do not just give people 8, 9, 10 yards at a time, which uh, the defense did not with near the frequency that we had seen uh, previous. So credit to that group. Offense is... You know, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with uh, Blackman's health, but uh, I would expect Hornerbrook to be in the rotation moving forward. It was uh, You don't want to make too much out of one day, but it was a, a nice debut. Uh, you certainly see some of the flaws there, and you see the talk about uh, not ha- necessarily having the strongest of arms, but appears to make good decisions, appeared to uh, make decisions both pre-snap and uh, post-snap that uh, I was impressed with and a guy who at times is able to look at the field and know what he wants to do immediately before the ball snapped and in that offense that is a uh, commodity that's really kind of hard to value so a really good win don't want to make too much out of it don't want to get uh, too high but uh, you give yourself a nice Nice little footing here. There was a period of time 
deep into the fourth quarter where Louisville was, I think, as high as an 81% uh, probability of win. I think it was 73% as deep as eight minutes into the fourth quarter. Florida State finds the plays that are necessary to get a win. And if you're able to uh, win next weekend, honestly, I wouldn't even put a Clemson install in. I would take the bye. I'd look at the Wake Forest game. I try to get as kind of familiar uh, and prepared for their unique style of offense, both the tempo and the ridiculous mesh points that they implore, and uh, realize that you're in a real dogfight to get to a bowl game. But uh, today's win makes that conversation possible. A much-needed win for coach, program, locker room, and everybody associated with the Florida State football team. Look forward to having Bud back on Monday, and uh, want to thank you, our listeners. Thank our sponsors again for making the Nolcast possible. I uh, will remind you that we have a Patreon page. It's uh, patreon.com backslash Nolcast, and look forward to uh, talking to you on Monday. But uh, for a Saturday night, here's a rare Saturday night that has Florida State not only getting a win, uh, but getting a win in ACC play. And uh, if nothing else, a nice little moment to reflect on. Till then, talk soon.